Welcome back to another episode of Inside Inside Sales. Brought to you by our sponsor, Vanilla Soft, with your host, Daryl Prale. Join us each week as we interview industry experts in the dramatically growing field of inside sales and sales development. Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So you ready? Hey, Daryl. Thank you, Paul. How you doing, folks? Daryl Prail here, back with another episode of Inside. Inside Sales. I never get tired of saying that. I know you guys are tired of hearing me say that, but I just want you to know it makes me happy every time I say it. Inside Inside Sales, where the whole focus of the show is about working one-on-one with the sales development professionals, making sure you are more productive, more effective, and just more successful at your job that you do every single day. We don't talk strategy here, folks. We talk tactics. With that said, I got to share with you a little story, and then I'm going to bring on my guest. A few weeks ago, I got on, on LinkedIn, and I, I, I gave a rant. And the rant was, was because I was actually actively sourcing uh, some software or and some services to buy in my role as chief marketing officer here at VanillaSoft. And I was dealing with lots and lots and lots of sales professionals as I was getting uh, in multiple uh, vendors. I was reaching out to them. So I wasn't even being solicited. I was so nothing says qualified when they're reaching out to you, right? Across numerous time zones, because this was going to take place across multiple geographies and multiple uh, locations. So it, I was frustrated. I was frustrated and I went on a rant on LinkedIn and that led to some interesting conversations. And we'll get into that in a second. One of the people who contributed to the conversation and then reached out to me personally and said, Daryl, can I use this as part of what I do? Can I use you as an example? He actually sought my permission, guys. I love that about him. Is this fantastic fellow. You know him because he's like massive on LinkedIn, Mike Kunkel. Now, if you don't know him, I'll go through the process here. He is an incredibly well-respected sales transformation architect he's also and i'm not making this up guys because it's it's right there you just do a, a google search internationally recognized for his sales training and sales enablement capabilities he is an expert in fact he spent over 34 years in the sales profession and 24 years as a corporate leader or consultant so his big thing is that he he helps companies drive dramatic revenue growth and he does that through kind of like best in class learning strategies uh, and he's got some pretty proven sales transformation methodologies. In fact, what I like about Mike is that he takes a systems approach to sales transformation. And that's kind of the same way I approach marketing. It's systems centric. And because of that, he's able to take that content you get in the sales learning systems and actually map it and, and so that you actually apply it and you learn and you use it on the job and you become the master of sales and sales you know, development and sales success. So Mike, you are with Transforming Sales Results. You are the founder. You are the sales transformation architect. But most importantly, are you there? I am here. And uh, how are you, Daryl? I am doing so well, sir. How are you doing these days? You're a busy guy. We, we had difficulties going back and forth to schedule this. You are, you are in demand. I'm, I'm very fortunate, uh, very busy, and never going to complain about it. But you know what? <laughs> what? So I was minding my own business working away on a course on, of all things, prospecting. When I took a LinkedIn break, I'm, I'm, it's my guilty pleasure, as you mentioned, and I see this post from you, and I read through this thing, 
And it was so spot on. I mean, I'm laughing through some of it, but I mean, it's almost embarrassing for the profession to, to read what you had to say. And I saw the traction it was getting. And that's exactly why I reached out because I was looking to find a C-level buyer perspective to actually mention and insert on a course that I was creating on prospecting. And so your post was absolutely perfect. And I really appreciate you allowing me to use that and quote you in the course. And then, of course, it led to this. And despite some scheduling difficulties, here we are. Why don't I take a few seconds? I'm going to read it and I'll try to be very fast. And that'll give context for those who haven't seen it. But as of right now, we have over 50,000 views, approximately 500 likes, well over 100 comments. And this is what I had to say. And folks, just so you understand conceptually what's going on, when I wrote this, my wife and I were driving to a family function. I just, I was, I was passengering because I said, you need to drive. I need to write. So I'm on my iPad in the passenger seat, tethered to my iPhone, going down the highway. And this is what I wrote. I said, sales professionals, some of you are frustrating me. I'm a CMO. That means I have budget and authority. It also means I get lots of people contacting me because of that same reason. Yet, despite everybody understanding this, I've had numerous sales professionals ignore this fact when I reach out to them to inquire about their offering. This has been my experience as the guy with the bant. Budget, authority, need, and time. Sales reps routinely, one, respond and then go silent. Two, ask questions I have already answered. Three, reschedule me last minute. Nothing sets me off more than that. Four, ignore my guidance. Completely ignore it. Five, make excuses. Six, miss deadline. So here's my request. One, if I'm reaching out to you, I'm serious. Please qualify me, do discovery, and record the answers. Two, ask me questions and then listen. Only then can you propose a solution for my requirements. Three, if we are scheduled to talk, review your notes prior to our meeting. In other words, don't waste my time. Four, if you have a C-level person committed to talk, never, ever reschedule them. Five, do not confuse my affable disposition as somebody who is your advocate. I have a job to do. I make my decision based on facts and not on us being chums. So let me bottom line it for you. I'm really busy. Please don't waste my time. Listen to me. My patience admittedly could be better. Sell me a solution. Please, please, for the love of God, do not treat me as a transaction. And if you treat me right, I shall be your biggest advocate. So that was my post. We're going to do something interesting here, folks. We're going to flip the tables. Normally, I interview my guests. Uh, but because this jumped out at Mike and because I was the one who was lamenting, Mike is going to interview me. So, Mike, I'm yours. Ask me whatever questions you want to ask me. Well, first, I have to stop, uh, I have to stop laughing and clapping, uh, which is exactly what I did the first time I, I read that. Not laughing at your frustration, of course, but the, the fact that I have been in a buyer's chair for almost my entire career when I was internal and had the same frustrations is a little scary, a little humorous, I suppose, but it, it's really an indictment on the average of selling that's happening out there. I know the circumstances that I've been in when I've had those same experiences, Daryl, but what, what actually triggered you to write the, this post in the first place? What was the catalyst that made you sit down in that passenger seat with an iPad and spill this out? 
So in my case, I needed to find uh, in this particular case, there was some, there was multiple sourcing we were doing, but it was I think it was just one pursuit that was just sent me over the edge. We have offices in Australia, New Zealand, small offices at this point in time. And uh, candidly, you know, our head office is in Plano, Texas, and we have uh, research and development in uh, the national capital region of Canada, Ottawa, Canada. Candidly, it's different down in Australia than it is uh, here in North America. The social media is different. Uh, the events scene is different. Finding lists are different. We were having uh, less than optimal results at trying to organically build our sales team and get the traction we were hoping to get. So I don't think that's uncommon. I'm being just forthright. And so we said to ourselves, you know what we need? We need a partner in the area who knows the area, who knows the players, who knows the technology, who knows the networking, who knows uh, the, the lists and understands what it is we do. And, uh, and we're just going to pay them money. They're going to do inside sales for us to drive leads and, op and appointments for my in-country SDRs. So a glorified appointment setting, nothing more exhaustive or fancy than that. I couldn't find anybody. I went on LinkedIn and reached out to my community and I said, hey guys, who do you, who do you know? And I got some responses back and I started emailing all these people and I kept on getting like stupid ass responses and lack of responses. And then when I would get on the phone with them, trying to deal with time zones, they would ask me questions and I would go, but we've already answered this. And they, they would say, oh, sorry, sorry, Kate. Well, here, can we reschedule you again? I'm going to bring in my boss this time. So I had the classic right where I was really getting annoyed was I was having this whole conversation with an SDR, which of course I don't know it's an SDR. I think it's just an account exec. And then I, they spent all this time with me and I'm, you know, the, every time's ticking on the clock. I need to close deals now. So we can't be dicking around here. And then I get on a call and they brought in somebody new, their account executive, and they didn't do any briefing of them. So they don't have any idea what's going on. And we start from ground zero again. So I had about six different vendors doing this to me. And, and, and literally everything I went to was what I said. I would have a correspondence with them and then they would go silent. And silent for like a long time, days and days and days. They would ask me questions that I would have to say to them. We just discussed this. Remember I said A, B, and C because you asked one, two, and three. And they're like, oh yeah, that's right. I routinely got rescheduled. I routinely said, guys, here's my situation. This is my parameters. I'm being straight with you. You have to work within this framework. Can you do this? Yep. And then all of a sudden they would come on, they bring on their account exec and the account exec would want to do something completely different. And I'd be like, I told you guys, don't waste my time if you can't do it this way. I wasn't trying to be a dick. I'm trying to be optimal in my time here. Then they would make the excuses. And that just sets me off. So because of them, I missed deadlines. And then that made me accountable. I got my SDRs who are not getting enough activity over there. They're rightfully pissed off at me. All right. We are underperforming in a region where we shouldn't be. I'm not happy. And I'm put in this position because these reps couldn't do what I asked them to do. Didn't take note of the advice I gave them. Didn't set expectations with their cohorts, their teammates, understanding these are the parameters we have to engage in. And they rescheduled me because they literally had something else going. I had multiple times where I know for a fact they double booked themselves. And for some reason, I was the one that got rescheduled. And it sounds stupid. I'm going to sound really arrogant when I say this, Mike. I'm a C-level. I know when I get a C-level on the phone, I don't reschedule them. Why are they rescheduling me? So anyway, that was my, I'm done. I'm done venting. That was my, my, my that's how I got there.
<laughs> you know, this is like a master class in prospecting, right? Because there are so many angles and things here that these reps had done wrong. You've got a buyer who has an express need, who's got a sense of urgency, sort of a compelling event. You've got outcomes that you need to achieve. And because of their behavior, you didn't achieve those things. And so they were actually the blocker and got in their own way. And that's what's really disappointing uh, about this and why it fits so perfectly as an example of what not to do in the course that I was creating. I'm curious, one of the things I've done over the years, Daryl, is that I've done a lot of top producer analysis. And what makes that magic isn't just studying the top producers, but it's comparing them to the average, the folks in the middle, to find the differentiating factors. And I'm curious, in this entire mix, right, although you didn't hit the deadline initially, have you made a decision? Did you find someone? And were there any shining examples on the flip side of all this craziness? Uh, or was it all just uh, really poor prospecting? Well, let's find out after this brief break. CRM was designed for managing relationships. Sales engagement is designed for starting them. Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time, make less than two attempts to contact them, and are only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is a sales engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more. Blow your quota out of the water. How? By ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds, persistently, and with the cadence that is optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com. All right, Mike, you wanted to know what was the end result? Did I physically get a happy ending? So the end result was this. We have gone to pilot with a firm. And uh, what I liked about the firm was they had documented processes. They had the questions to ask. We've minimized our risk. If we don't like the results, if they're making promises they can't keep, I can bail. There's no long-term commitment. So what I liked about this was they had the confidence of their own capabilities to, to lead that way and put it out there, and that was a value prop to me. And uh, I felt like they understood what it was I needed. Now, what was interesting, though, was this person, this company, this firm, got this deal despite the fact they still made some of these mistakes. For example, what they were really bad in was you could tell every time I got an email, they skimmed it, and they would respond. And again, I would get this thing, and I'm going, what the hell is this? They didn't read my email. They, and so it wasn't until we finally had some live video calls, got to see the people, got to talk to them and got to have a face-to-face, you know, -face, if you will, that we got past that. But we only got past that because I liked everything else they had to say, even though the correspondence was, was still frustrating me. Yeah, see, that's amazing, right? And I talk about this a lot in my webinars. I think there's a lot of sales happening, not because of the rep but almost in spite of the rep, all right? The reps are not paying attention to the buyer, are not listening, are not absorbing what's being said and personalizing responses back. 
and that the buyers are very often left, not only caveat emptor, buyer beware, right? But the buyers are left to their own devices to make their own dot connections rather than the seller helping the buyer make the dot connections, meeting their buying process exit criteria, right? Whatever the buyer needs to see, hear, feel, understand, or believe in that stage to move forward to the next stage. And the sale happens because of the buyer themselves. And I find that to be incredibly frustrating because I've dedicated my entire career to trying to help elevate the profession. I know there were a lot of things here, Daryl, that were that were frustrating. Could you prioritize just a couple of top ones for your listeners to say, yeah, these I were think. the most egregious? These are the most egregious. Okay. Number one, don't skim. Please read my emails. I do my best to keep them short. I genuinely do. I admit that not everybody is as concise, but don't skim. Read it because in it, I'm actually saying something, not what you think I'm saying. And when you respond, I want to know that you've physically read it because I can tell when you haven't because you don't answer the question or you go off on a tangent that you thought it said something, but you skimmed it. So you didn't really read what it said. When you, when you skim it and you communicate in, 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 uh, accordingly because of that skimming, you discount yourself right away. Right away, you're gone. Boom. Either you're gone or you're like down the level two, level three, level four. You are not number one right away. Number two. Do not freaking treat me as a transaction. I am not your next commission check. I have too much on the line. If I've reached out to you, my own admission, I am serious. I am seeking information. Believe me. And because of that, if I'm actually having a live conversation with you, if I'm wanting to have a live conversation with you, I expect you to qualify me. I'm giving you permission to qualify me. Have a conversation with me. If you stick to that damn script and I actually understand what I'm saying, I'm going to be frustrated care about me, have an interest in my problem, help me, as you said, connect the dots. I don't know your solution. I know my pain. You know your solution. If you ask me the questions, you should be able to map how my pain can be addressed by your solution and you should be able to relay it back to me. Don't make me guess because if I guess, I'll probably guess wrong. So that's kind of, don't skim, don't treat me as a transaction, understand that I'm serious and take the time to understand my problem. And last, please, for the love of God, record the answer so next time we talk, we don't repeat what we just talked about. It's all right there, Mike. Yeah, nothing is uh, more frustrating than, than continuing to talk in the, the circles. And that reinforces the whole connect the dots thing for me that I see so many salespeople missing. So let's talk about your post for a second, Daryl. So you, you pop this out there. And when I saw it, I mean, it was it was still building, right? It's gotten a lot more traction even since then. Talk to me about the reaction to your post, some of the comments maybe that people made. What, what, what did that whole thing, what was that whole experience like and what, what things came out of it from your perspective? It was really interesting. It's kind of see four reactions that I kind of got. Let me see if I get all four. One, people which it would, you know, link to other people, you know, in essence saying, read this, guys. So you could tell it was something that was relevant to so many other organizations and clearly it's going on out there and they knew it. And they were saying, they were saying to their, their peers, check this out. This is kind of what we're talking about. So that was, that was good. That was encouraging. Two, you had a lot of people saying, well, they're morons and they shouldn't be selling them. That would never happen to my organization. And while I love the confidence and the bravado they had in that response, I think they're naive when they say that because it does happen in every single organization. That's why we have people like Mike Kunkel who go out there and teach people how to actually sell, sell effectively. So don't be naive. You've got this problem somewhere. And if you don't think you do, then the chances are you're the one who's doing it wrong. 
Uh, three, you kind of had a lot of people thanking me. I think I was therapy for many other buyers <laughs> out there. So a lot of people were thanking me and just, you know, adding to the conversation, which was great. And then four, you had a lot of people trying to take advantage of the opportunity, which, hey, I'm actually, again, I don't have a problem with saying, you know, that's, that's too bad. Why don't you uh, call me at this number, Darren? I'll, I'll show you how a real salesperson works. And for those kind of people, you know, my reaction was, you know, that's really cheesy because, A, you've offered no value prop in your response and you've just said that you're a kick-ass and, and you're actually almost epitomizing what I'm talking about here again. So I, was, I would call them all out. Like I would say to them quite often, I would say, so is that your first line you, you give when someone calls you? And all of a sudden you'd see them be, oh, I was just kind of being joking, you know, cheeky. Just shows you that, you know, social media can be misconstrued sometimes. So that was kind of the four categories. But man, did we get some conversation going and we had a lot of back and forth. And I guess more overall, what people were loving was this wasn't a look at me. I'm a CEO of a professional services company or a product company. And I started with nothing and I've got something. And let me tell you how I solve world hunger. There's a lot of social media posters out there, influencers who that's every single post they do. There's a lot of gratitude that we actually had a real heartfelt conversation around this back and forth and back and forth. And we didn't necessarily have to agree, but we were able to at least to chat. So that was constructive. And I think that's part and parcel why we had so many views. I saw some really great discussion happening out there, and I did notice some of the other things that, that you mentioned. But I, I mean, I shared it to all of my followers just because I thought it was a, a, a really great summary of the things that I see sellers doing all the time. And if we're going to elevate the profession, we have to really start to focus more on our buyers and give you as the, as the C-level buyers the attention you deserve, the respect you deserve, the listening that you mentioned, the personalizing of conversations, helping people connect the dots. There's that, that, that to me epitomizes professional selling. So you did the profession, I thought, a service with your rant. And I don't know if you... In, Really saw that coming when you did it, but I was so glad you did it. And uh, I really enjoyed the opportunity to chat with you more about it today. And I thank you for allowing me to quote you uh, in the course that I'm developing as well. Well, you know, Mike, I, frankly, the honor is mine. You're right. I had no expectations this was going to happen. This was just, for me, this was just therapy. And then it blew up. So clearly, I must have hit something. But talk to me. I mean, this is what you do all the time. This is why you're so famous for it's why you have so such a huge following when you go in organizations how do you assess this issue how do you talk to the executives or to the actual people on the front line selling and how do you you know help them stop doing these mistakes that i'm talking about right here well the first thing uh, we do is i'm a big fan of diagnose first then prescribe right so i want to find out what's actually happening on the front lines how reps are being taught, what they're actually doing, how they're being observed or coached, and look at all the moving parts to, you know, to start to understand what is the state today. And then understand from, you know, with the executives, because they may not have the same vision as I do of what excellence looks like, but where do they want to take it and what is point B? Then we can start to look at ways to, to close those gaps. And whatever we teach, all right, it's got to be about the buyer. I'm a big fan of doing buyer persona work and understanding the buyers, their journey, the challenges they face, who they typically work with, and especially what's the buying process exit criteria? What are the things that each buyer, each decision maker, and they could be different, want to see, hear, feel, understand, and believe in the stage they're in 
to feel comfortable moving forward to the next stage. And then it's about teaching them in a way that they can learn what really works and then getting managers to coach, reinforce, do field training to, to help them move the needle and get from point A to point B. It's, you know, it's none of what I do is rocket science, but it is a systemic and systematic approach to helping the organization improve performance. And it all really starts with understanding the buyer. So if my audience today is listening to this, they can relate to this. They've got coworkers, perhaps, or maybe they themselves recognize they're guilty of some of these sins. Uh, where can they learn more about you and your organization? Best place is probably Mike Kunkel, K-U-N-K-L-E dot com forward slash services. That'll take them right to the transforming sales results piece of the site. They can see how to reach me or contact me there, or they can just email me at Mike at TransformingSalesResults.com. All right, guys, you know, I only hang out with really cool, smart people on Inside, Inside Sales. So if you are not following Mike on Twitter and on LinkedIn and on all those social media platforms, you need to. So make that your takeaway right now. Go to LinkedIn, follow him, read his past posts. You'll love them. With that, I'll say to folks, we are out of time today. So Mike, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Daryl. It's a pleasure to be here and to be a part of your podcast. All right, guys, for more of these fantastic episodes, more people like Mike, check out inside InsideSales.com. If you haven't followed me on LinkedIn or Twitter, please do that. In the meantime, we're out of here, folks. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You've been listening once again to another episode of Inside, Inside Sales, hosted by Daryl Prale, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every other week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. One of the many shows on the ever-growing Funnel Radio Channel. Sponsored by Vanilla Soft.